Welcome to the Genius Women Podcast. I'm your host, Yulia Denisuk, an award-winning travel photographer and writer with work in some incredible publications like National Geographic, Farm Magazine, and more. And this year, you'll see my name in places like Condé Nast Traveler. I'm on a mission to help other women who want to grow their travel storytelling careers go after their dreams while feeling supported, worthy, and bold. If you're ready to ditch your fear and doubt to the side, step into your brilliance and take action on your dreams, you're in the right place. Let's go. We're halfway through our hiatus in preparation for our upcoming season four of the podcast. And in the meantime, I'm continuing to share with you some bonus episodes from the conversations we have in the circle. Our membership for women interested in growing their creative careers in the travel media space. In today's bonus episode, I'm sharing with you part of a workshop we did on imposter syndrome in the circle this June during our first ever creative retreat. This workshop was one of our members' favorites, and I'm excited to be able to share it with you. Today, we're going to look at some of the reasons why we experience imposter syndrome and how it manifests itself. And in the next episode, we'll look at ways we can start reimagining it. Enrollment to the circle is currently closed as we're getting ready for a one-year anniversary this October. If you want to know when we open the doors back up, visit geniuswomen.com slash circle waitlist to get on the list. That's geniuswomen.com slash circle waitlist. Okay, let's dive in. The second uh, session of our time together here today and what I want to dedicate some time to is a subject that is one of my favorites actually it's imposter syndrome right and probably imposter syndrome is the reason why genius women as it is today exists because the impetus of creating this community and building it in this way and even naming it what it is is that from conversations across the past year and before from conversation with many people, I see it again and again, and I experience it myself too, that we are so incredible, so talented, so beautiful, so amazing, and yet we don't believe it. Many of us don't believe it, or we have doubts, or we feel like we don't have enough to offer, or that something that we have to offer isn't interesting enough for the world, just so many different doubts. And imposter syndrome is one of those doubts, right? And one of those things that keeps showing up for many people. Now, there are people that don't experience imposter syndrome, believe it or not, or at least don't experience it as, as much as others. So, you know, but, but for many people in our society, it's a very real thing. And what I'm learning, actually, in my own journey is that it doesn't freaking go away. I would hope that it would go away by now, but no, it's still here. And I tell the story a lot. You know, I already have nothing to prove, basically. I've proven all, all, right? I've worked with National Geographic. Some of you guys have come through the workshop that I did with them. I've been published in all these amazing publications. Like, okay, I don't have anything to prove, okay? But still, imposter syndrome is here. It didn't go away, even though I've sort of made it, right? So that was a realization number one for me. And realization number two was that, you know, as I was starting to build Genius Women, 
I started researching imposter syndrome and where does it come from and why is it here and why do I still have it even after all this time? And a lot of it is actually structural, structural uh, structures that exist in our societies that make us feel this way. And we're going to get into it a little bit today, but we're not going to get a lot of the structural reasons behind imposter syndrome today. If you're interested in, in that, look into it because that's a really... For me, at least, it was really interesting and liberating to understand that my imposter syndrome is not my fault, right? There's nothing wrong with me for feeling this way, too, which is sort of liberating. And just a really quick story. So when National Geographic approached me some time ago to do this workshop that some of you have, have seen me at, you know, they sent me an email, hey, we're doing this, would you be interested? And of course, I said yes, right, right away. Yes, of course, I'm interested. Thank you. And then they sent me, and, and, and I had no doubt, like zero doubt at that moment. I said, yes, amazing. Jump on the opportunity. And then they sent me a presentation from last year, a photographer that did it last year, just so that I see sort of how, you know, what they're thinking. And oh my God, as soon as I saw that presentation, I'm like, who am I to do this? Do I even have this body of work to present, to talk about? You know, this photographer is so accomplished and la 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 la. Like, oh, I went down that spiral very quickly. Now, the key here is that, so what I told you earlier, it's going to continue, right? It's going to keep, as you sort of move forward in your career and opportunities are going to present themselves. The imposter syndrome is going to keep showing up and every time it's going to be bigger and bigger because you're going to be pursuing bigger opportunities. So that doesn't go away. What changes, what changed for me was I quickly, I, I recognized it. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, that's your imposter syndrome. And so in that moment, what was critical for me is I stopped. I didn't do anything. I realized that it's happening. I'm going down the spiral. I'm like, okay, step away from the computer go take a walk, go relax. Don't even come back to this topic right now. I went to sleep that night. I uh, woke up the next morning. I sat down in front of my computer. I looked at that presentation again. And I'm like, you got this. You absolutely got this. So it's almost like this wave that comes over you. You have to let it come, you know, and then you're fine the next morning and you move on and then you go on and do better and bigger and more, more beautiful things. So that was a very recent experience, you guys. That was literally like a month and a half ago. So it's going to keep happening, but there are ways for us to deal with it. And so today in the second session, what I want to do is I want to share with you some thoughts on this topic, okay? And I'm going to share with you a presentation, which I don't really like to do it. Usually, you know, presentations tend to bore people. But hopefully this one won't. Just some fodder for us to think about. And as I'm sharing this with you, please do ask me your questions. If you have them as they go along, please, please let me know. So reimagining our imposter syndrome. And why, why I say reimagining is because actually there is a quite an interesting way to look at it, which hopefully you will find uh, interesting and surprising as well. So, you know, not going to go into this in a lot of detail, but... All of this, right? Feeling inadequate, overworking or trying to over-deliver on your projects, getting your work to perfection before sending it out. That one is very familiar to me. Painstakingly thinking about every single pitch that I send out because if it's not perfect, it has to be perfect because otherwise I'm not good enough. It just absolutely has to be perfect. Or, you know, needing this one publication, accreditation, etc., needs some sort of outside approval, then I will be an expert. 
feeling like you don't belong in some of these spaces. All of that is what we're talking about here today. And of course, all these other thoughts that also show up, I don't have anything special to offer. It's too late for me. That one is huge. Like that one, I hear it so much and I I feel it myself, right? All these thoughts come to me as well. Who am I to do this? Who am I to charge this much for my work? And I don't deserve my success. All of those thoughts are imposter syndrome. So what we're going to do in this session is we're going to break down some parts of what imposter syndrome is. We're going to reimagine what it could be. And then we're going to do a guided activity to help us think about it a little bit differently. So imposter syndrome is this persistent belief in one's lack of intelligence, skill, or competence. And persistent is the key here because, you know, if once in your life you experience something like this, okay, you know, maybe you just had a moment of doubt. If it's something that keeps coming back again and again, when you're about to do something outside of your comfort zone, then that is imposter syndrome. And the imposter syndrome is also shows up in different ways in different people. But on average, studies show that it's harsher in minorities. And it's not limited to women only, but it manifests uh, slightly differently in men. And, you know, there's also some research and studies on this that you, if you want to look into, but it's definitely not limited to one gender only. And according to some research, it affects 70% of population. So a lot of us are feeling it. And we don't talk about it enough. Although it's starting to change, I see it in a lot of different places and spaces. Even in corporations that used to never talk about this stuff are talking about it now, which is good uh, science for change. But I, I still think that we, we are not speaking about it enough, openly, publicly, discussing ways we can deal with it. So I think we need to do more of that. And that's one of the reasons why this session is on the schedule for us today. So there's many different ways in which imposter syndrome manifests itself. And I'm just going to quickly go through these 10. And the reason why is that sometimes we don't even recognize that what's happening is imposter syndrome, right? We think something else is going on, but to recognize it for what it is, is powerful. Because then again, it liberates us. When we can name something, we can work with that something, okay? So the first one, we're undercharging for our products or services. This is a big one. A lot of people I talk to have this issue, myself included, by the way, especially this one stat, women are more likely to offer discounts before their clients or customers even ask for one. That is just always blows my mind. We're less likely to speak up in a meeting or an email exchange or any other public setting. Up to a third of women feel this way, according to some studies. We're procrastinating because we're not sure we can do this. Raise your hand if you ever felt this way. I'm a master procrastinator, but part of it is because of that, right? We're procrastinating because we want to like prolong the inevitable, that realization that we're going to fail because we're not good enough. We're changing the way we present ourselves to the world because we're not sure our true self is worthy of being seen. This one is a big one for me. We're over-preparing, we're over-delivering, we check all the boxes before we go for it because we're so afraid of being imperfect. And this stat is always just, again, blows my mind. Women wait until they fulfill 110% of a job's requirement, if not more, before they consider applying, while men are comfortable going for it if they only meet 50 or 75%. So think about opportunities that you may have not acted upon 
because of this one, right? Because you thought you weren't ready, you weren't qualified, you weren't checking all the boxes. How many things could you have done if that wasn't limiting you? That one is always very incredible for me to see. We're downplaying our expertise, right? And this one is about how we communicate on email also. By the way, I've started noticing this about myself in the past year or so. Always saying sorry in emails. Always saying so many thanks. You know, always being extra, extra, extra everything. Why? Why do we do that? That's an interesting one to keep note of as well. We're constantly working on new certifications, trainings, licenses, classes. Although classes are fine, nothing wrong with classes. But it's to prove, right? It's somebody else needs to give us proof that we are enough. Using our time, using our energy to really shore up what we have to say, to again, to over-prepare, over-deliver, rather than just putting ourselves out there and seeing what happens and trusting that we are enough. We're also not pursuing big opportunities or doing anything that would make us stand out in our space or in our industry. And that's also imposter syndrome. And we're constantly feeling we're not smart, we're not skilled, experienced, or qualified. So just some of the ways, right? These are not all of the ways. There are many more, but these are sort of the more common ones that I keep seeing again and again, again in myself and in others. And that's a lot of stuff, right? It may sort of now feel like, okay, what the hell, right? (laughs) What do I do? That's the purpose of today's session uh, here, because actually we can reimagine it and we can absolutely start looking at imposter syndrome in a different way. And I think the first part to that is really awareness, right? And realization that it's happening. And then again, like I was talking earlier, letting that wave pass when it comes, because it's going to keep coming. But you don't let it affect what you do in the real world. You let it come, you let it blow over you, and then you go forward anyway, which is sort of key. Thanks again for listening to our imposter syndrome bonus episode today. I hope you found it helpful. If you're looking for support, opportunities, and community in the travel media space, consider joining us in the circle. Enrollment to the circle is currently closed as we're getting ready for a one-year anniversary this October. If you want to know when we open the doors back up, visit geniuswomen.com slash circle waitlist to get on the list. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for another bonus episode coming your way on Wednesday, where we'll cover part two of the imposter syndrome workshop.